0: This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder.
1: Good morning and welcome to 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I am speaking with Connor Wolfhart and his mom, Michelle Almeida, um, who have been friends of Anderson and friends to Anderson for quite a long time. Um, Michelle has volunteered on committees and uh, been a a very helpful community resource for us in times of, of need, um, which she can talk about if she chooses uh, in a little bit. Um, and I think for the purposes of today's interview, she has raised uh, an incredibly philanthropic and kind and giving son who um, seems to have kind of adopted Anderson um, as, as one of your uh, um, places to, to put some of your effort and time and energy in in supporting and and raising money. And we really appreciate that. So I'm thrilled to have you both on the show, Connor and Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. So um, I'm going to start with you, Connor. Um, uh, This past spring, I think it was this May, right? Um, On your, as a member of your soccer team, as as a goalkeeper for your soccer team, the LaGrange Gunners, you um, and your mom approached us about um, a really cool fundraiser. And I know that the fundraiser was part of a larger organization that you're affiliated with in terms of a leadership program, I believe, um, which you can explain. Um, It's also not the first time you've done things in support of Anderson. So I'd like to kind of throw it to you and have you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what Anderson Center's work means to you, what motivates you, or if there's a who, who motivates you. and and tell us a little bit about um, this fundraiser as well as as the other things that you've done over the years, if you wouldn't mind.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, well, I've always you know heard of Anderson because my mom obviously volunteers and does a lot of work with them ever since I was little. And I think for one of my birthdays, we did a fundraiser with my friends for um, they could either get me a gift or donate to Anderson. So we did that which kind of introduced me to Anderson. And as I've grown up over the years, I've learned about autism and how lucky I am that I may not have autism. So I kind of want to give back to the people that do have autism Mm -hmm. to kind of motivate me to um, do this fundraiser. And I knew when I joined the Henrik Lundqvist Foundation, which tries to help other people give back, people like me to give back to the society. And so I knew as soon as I I had to do an independent service project that Anderson would be the perfect place to do it.
1: Well, that just makes me happy. That's fantastic. I think I remember that birthday party too. Do you remember how old you turned that that year?
0: That's a good question. I don't think I do. But. It
1: had to be maybe eight. Yeah. I mean, it was I was going to yeah. say I think you were quite young. And how old are you now? I'm fourteen. You're fourteen. So you're coming into your what freshman year in high school freshman this fall. Year. OK, yeah. so that's how long this goes back. And, um, you know, I can't tell you th- the the impact that it has for me personally and professionally, but certainly for everybody else um, at Anderson, including the Anderson families, probably maybe more so than anybody else, when not just an, an, another family who doesn't have a child at Anderson, but a young person who really could choose to do almost anything with your time and your effort and your, you know, your level of interest to take an interest in doing things that support their child or their sometimes two children who might be here at Anderson with us. Um, the, the impact is enormous. Um, so, so I guess we should also announce um, that this year for your fundraiser, which was, describe the fundraiser before we get to the big, uh, the big number here, Connor.
0: Um, so I play soccer for the 15 U LaGrange Gunners team. I'm a goalie and I thought I need to think of a way obviously to raise money for Anderson. And I'm always, we're always out of the house doing sports. So I thought if I could affiliate something with sports would be the perfect way to knock two and one. And uh, <laughs> with the Henrik Lundqvist foundation, I got an idea, a kid last year, he's a hockey goalie and he did the amount of saves to, uh, you pledge, you raise money. So I thought, well, I can just translate that to soccer. And so we did that. And so for every save, uh, each game, you can either do a flat donation or you can donate per save. And so I thought it was just a great, perfect way to do it. Nice. And how much did you raise? Um, I think it was about six thousand
1: three hundred dollars around there. Amazing. Congratulations and thank you. I know your goal when you started this was five thousand dollars. So to surpass already what was going to be a very generous donation and to surpass that goal. Um, when you realized that, that this, I guess I'll say, had legs beyond what you may have um, thought initially, how did that make you feel?
0: I mean, it made me feel great. I thought if we could just reach 5000 I would be happy. But obviously surpassing that makes me even happier that I can donate more back to Anderson than I was trying to get.
1: That's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so, Michelle, I know that with um, with the pandemic, we were all living through, and continue to live through um, sports and and the fans, and you know, people kind of being there to to cheer everybody on took on a very different look um, this past year. So, um, but I, I would assume that part of your role as Connor's mom and helping to administrate this whole fundraiser and work with us had to do with um, outreach to people, maybe in your friends and family group, maybe your professional acquaintances um, maybe other members of the, the team families. Um, can you describe what the, what the general response and reaction was to um, to Connor's uh, plan and his project? Sure. It
2: was uh, very well received. Um, People were kind of impressed, you know, that Connor would take it on. Certainly Um, parents of the team, the other coaches were very supportive. Um, And maybe Connor can talk a little bit more about this. I think he learned a lot about fundraising in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one thing to put it on your social media and you can keep posting and reposting and adding, and you get some donations from that, But I think we learned the individual personal outreach is what gets you the most results. I think that was a big takeaway that we talked about when he reached out to friends, family, sent direct emails and direct asks. That's where we got,
1: I think, the biggest response. Yeah, there's I would. Connor, would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. (laughs) And I mean, was that did, did you find that hard? At first, maybe a little uncomfortable.
0: I mean, yeah, it's like I'm asking. It's always uncomfortable, obviously, for me asking for things. But I mean, once you start getting into it and you see how nice people actually actually react to you and how impressed they are, it gets easier as it goes yeah. on. So,
1: in the world of fundraising, which I live in on a daily basis, there's a there's a phrase that gets used a lot, which is you know people um, people give to to a person. They don't give to an organization, which is, is in my opinion, true and, and also could be misinterpreted. So let me explain. I think it's more that they give to a person, they give to an organization because of the relationship that they have with the person who's representing the organization. So um, so I spend the vast majority of my time um, introducing myself and, and cultivating relationships with people who might have a uh, reason to want to get involved in supporting Anderson, um, in this case, and and in your case, I mean, you, you do. There's a big part of it where you have to kind of get over that, um, that thought that it's bad to ask people for money um, or it's inappropriate or disrespectful. And honestly, what I find, and it sounds like what you found, too, is that um, when you care passionately about what you're asking for, all that other stuff goes out the window because those people want to hear about why you care so much. Um, and, and then they're more apt to give. And in this case, it sounds like people really did step forward and um, contribute quite generously, which we again, appreciate so much. Um, and it's great to hear that your coaches and, and your teammates were supportive and the other families um, were supportive as well. Um, what do you um, what what do you what would you envision like the impact at Anderson being you know with this additional sixty three hundred dollars that you have um, donated? Do you, is there something in particular that you would love to know that, that your fundraiser had an impact for um, here at Anderson? Understanding that you I don't think you've been here before, <laughs> so it might be based on what your mom's told you and and um, you know what you know about uh, individuals living on the autism spectrum.
0: Well, this uh, the whole fundraiser started because we were obviously looking and I obviously wanted to go for Anderson as my independent service project. And we were looking and we saw that they were in need of air purifiers. Yeah. That was, a, that was kind of big because I thought it would be perfect to get it for the adult homes in the common areas because obviously we just went through a year of a pandemic and we were all inside and we don't know what this virus could bring. So it was kind of a perfect opportunity to raise money and get the good air purifiers.
1: Absolutely. And that that is where the first conversation started about um, you working towards raising money for Anderson. And it did have an impact. We um, have been able to um, to obtain many air purifiers, um, which did make a difference. And, you know, what's interesting is that we found that it not only made a difference for the individuals that we serve, but it also really had an impact for our, our staff. We refer to our staff as our team members. Um, who felt very cared for, we learned, um, when people kind of went out of their way to think about something that would make them feel safer coming to their work location. Because, I mean, isn't it amazing that that our direct support professionals kept coming in day after day after day um, when uh, they had families of their own at home that they were leaving to come and do their job at Anderson? It, it really blew us away on a regular basis. So again, thank you for that support. Um, we're going to take a really short break and when we come back, I'd love to learn more about what you're doing with the Hen- Henrik uh, Lundquist Foundation, if there's more uh, to come from you, um, Connor, in terms of your plans for the future and um, and more that we want to talk about when it comes to the generosity of uh, of the people who supported this fundraiser. So this is one in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozensky, and we'll be right back. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in New York. This message presented by the New York State
2: Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hey! Is that a faucet running? Nope, that's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. It is? Yeah, forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. The water comes straight from the forest to us, in fact. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. How do trees clean the air? They soak up the dirty air on their leaves, branches, and trunks which means clean air for us. Hmm, cool. I didn't know that. Yep, but the forest does more than give us clean air and water. It gives us shade for hot days, birds to listen to, and trees to climb. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't know how cool the forest could be. Hey, let's go explore
1: some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
2: And now, 1 in 54 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for
1: Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and today I'm speaking with Connor Wolfhard and Michelle Almeida. Uh, Michelle is Connor's mom, and Connor has just successfully Raised uh, well over six thousand dollars, closer to six thousand three hundred dollars through his. Um, uh, go- you called it something, right? I know it was. It was you could sponsor and and pledge towards uh, the the saves that you make as a goalkeeper for your uh, soccer team. But was there a name for the fundraiser?
0: Um, I think we named it Saves Sir Anderson, but Save Sir Anderson. Yeah. Love that. Um, independent service project. Okay. Yeah. So yes, as a requirement for being a Henrik Lundqvist ambassador, you have to do at least one independent service project. And I thought this would be perfect for it. So that's what I called it. Yeah.
1: Okay. So independent service project, does that mean that there are other people who are in, I took a look at the the foundation, the Henrik uh, Lundqvist foundation. I was curious what it's all about. And I was intrigued to see how many People are involved in it in this program that you're involved in that are very young, some even younger than you, I believe. Right. So what is it? Talk to me about the, the foundation itself. What is their goal? This is started by a, a well-known hockey player. I do not follow hockey, but I'm just going to put out there that I know that he's well-known <laughs> and I think his wife. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, um, what, so, What is their
1: purpose? What is their mission?
0: There, uh, it was started by Henrik Lundqvist about five or six years ago, around there. And Henrik Lundqvist was a goalie for the local NHL New York Rangers team. And he he's a very great guy, and he always wanted to give back to the New York community. So we started the Henrik Lundqvist Foundation to get young kids like me. I think the foundation accepts ages 13 to 15, mm-hmm. or 13 to 18, and he kind of wants to help them and know their drive to give back to the community and that's kind of their goal is to you know help teach kids to give back to people who are are less fortunate and teach them the ins and outs of that
2: yeah so there's the foundation but then what connor's referring to is there's a young ambassador program within the foundation so they the foundation is for the health and education of children um so that's kind of the mission but then this program's a yearly program so you have to apply and get accepted and then it runs January through October I think so you're a young ambassador for that year so Connor's in his term and as part of it it's teaching them all about philanthropy and they have to pick an independent service project they have to do additional community hours outside of that they do some educational sessions, which have been by Zoom, unfortunately, but sometimes they get together and meet
1: to do that, but it's all based around that. Fantastic. Um, congratulations. Uh, is, it a, is it a very challenging process to, to apply and, and get accepted? Is there a lot you have to do or demonstrate in terms of your, your history?
0: Um, I mean, it, was, it all kind of depends on what's easy and hard, but you kind of have to write you write a couple paragraphs on why you're inspired to do this. And you maybe sometimes ask you the idea of what you do for your independent service project. So obviously I was drive by Anderson and I had a lot of, you know, drive to do this. So it was kind of easy for me to start writing a paragraph on why I wanted to, you know, give back. And so for some people it could be hard, but I think it's easy if you really know what you want to do.
1: Now, sincerity is another one of those key factors that people respond to. That's awesome. Um, I will just say that um, I don't know if you're willing to share, but if you ever were, I would love to see that. <laughs> I'd love to read what what you were uh, what you were writing there. But um, so so that sounds great. So so other than the independent service project, um, what is this process like? Do you meet regularly? Do you um, when it comes to other service uh, community service kind of work? Um, I guess the question I'm asking is sort of what is it? what has the experience been like for you so far and what is your goal for the future? Do you, you know, is there a direction that you're trying to move into as you get now into high school and then after that?
0: Um, Well, for each, I think each month we meet on zoom and we have like a whole community service thing because this year with COVID we can't really go places like in, in there based in the city. So we can't really go to the city and meet up, and do community service. So it's been all by zoom this year, but it's still the point is to like teach you about the local communities and how you can do some community service aspects. But for the future, I feel like I'm probably going to keep giving back to Anderson doing this whole process this year has kind of brought me closer to people with autism and, you know, the Anderson found the Anderson itself. So I think as I get older, I'm still going to keep donating and maybe even, have another fundraiser in the future. Keep donating.
1: That's great. I've got lots of ideas beyond this podcast. Um, I'm hoping that maybe you'll, um, you'll agree to uh, be a guest at one of our Anderson Family Partners meetings. Um, at that point, you might actually get a chance to meet some of the other siblings who have done similar things, but these are people who have siblings here at Anderson. Um, I think it would be incredibly inspirational and motivational for them to meet you. Um, and also for you to meet them. Um, we have a young lady here who's, I think a little bit older than you, but she's in high school whose brother has been is here and she's been doing this pajama day for years. And uh, this year her she raised, uh, I think, almost fifteen thousand dollars doing, you know, donations on a certain day in April. Um, So so we we love this sort of new generation of people who are recognizing, I think, both the impact, but also how good it feels to do. To do things like this um and i love what you said about feeling closer to to people with autism and the autism community um, i would love again to to find a way to um have you come up and and do a tour here and really meet a lot of the people that you've um clearly impacted uh, so and myself included i'd love to meet you in person so um michelle so as connor's mom yeah what do you think about what he's doing and and the choices that he's making in this regard
2: Um, honestly, I'm very proud. Um, He's always been a very giving person. Um, He's great with children of all ages. So if you put him in a room with ages spanning babies to kids older than him, he always gets along with them. He's always very kind. Um, And I think as he gets older, he will always uh, have that philanthropic side to him. He'll always give back. He'll always find something that touches him that want to be a part of um, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've always tried to do the same thing so I'm glad that um, it's rubbed off on him and that Mm -hmm. he truly enjoys it.
1: Maybe someday we'll hear about the Connor Wolfart Foundation and And you'll be inspiring others to do what seems to come very naturally to you. Um, it's really, it's it's a great, it's a, it's a great opportunity to, to meet you and talk to you about what you've done. Um, we have a couple more minutes. I, I just, I'm curious also, in either one of you can answer this. Um, is there a message that you'd like to get out to anybody who donated to this particular fundraiser who helped you uh, reach and then surpass your goal?
0: Um, Well, I guess I just want to thank everybody who donated because I obviously couldn't have raised all this money without them and helped Anderson without them. So I just want to, I guess, thank all the people who donated. And hopefully they'll think
1: about Anderson in the
0: future and maybe donate again.
1: I agree. That would be wonderful. Um, Michelle, do you want to add anything? Um, I hope for people that maybe hadn't thought about
2: autism or Anderson before, similar to what Connor said, that maybe Anderson or autism will pop up in their mind more and they'll just have more awareness of it. Yes. Yeah. So it's Wonderful to raise the money, but the awareness aspect is also very
1: important. I agree. And thank you for bringing that up because, um, you know, making a single donation is a wonderful thing and we appreciate that very much any support we get. Um, we always appreciate very much. And it does make an impact here when you combine something that brings a little bit more public awareness to um, uh, how people with autism are, are impacted, how their lives can be optimized, how the quality of life is, you know, and and can be can be impacted. Um, and also really about just being more knowledgeable about what autism is. It's a spectrum disorder, which means many, many people are affected and everybody remains an individual and is affected in a different way. Um, and so, and so there's not a one size fits all way to just say, well, I did something it's, um, it's so the combination again of raising money and also raising awareness is really, um, probably one of the most impactful things that anybody can do. Um, so I guess my last question would be, um, Do you need to be personally affected or know somebody personally who has autism uh, to do something that uh, that changes their lives?
0: No, I don't. I mean, uh, it does give the extra factor when you do. But I feel like if you're a person, you should be able to help other people, whether you know somebody or you don't. And it's just great when you do.
1: Well, oh, my goodness, I cannot (laughs) come up with a better closing line than that. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I find myself talking on this show a lot about doing the right thing. And this is this kind of stuff that makes the world go round and and keeps kindness really right in the center of what we should all be thinking of. So um, thank you. Thank you both so much. Um, And uh, Connor, especially thanks. Thanks to you um, just for reminding us that, uh, that there's a, a whole future that's extraordinarily bright and thoughtful and kind and caring. And we at Anderson are just incredibly appreciative about, you know everything that you've done and uh and a big thank you to everybody who donated to this uh this fundraiser this independent service project i want to make sure i get the words right and thank you to the henrik uh lundquist foundation also for inspiring young people to give back to their communities we, we have an appreciation for anybody who's helping people find that path so on behalf of anderson center for autism i would like to thank you both for being on the show today it's great speaking to you thank you yeah, thanks, thanks for having, for having us, having us. Yeah. You're very welcome. Uh, Connor Wolfhart, Michelle Almeida, thanks again. And um, just keep it up, stay in touch. And, and when we can, when you can get up here, let's bring you up for a tour and have you meet a lot of the people that uh, have uh, lives have been impacted by what you've done. Really appreciate it. This is One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares.
0: You've been listening to One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism, Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week.